Hello, this is Mina Fisher from the Grim Podcast of Perilous Adventure podcast. The podcast you're about to listen to is part of the Professional Casual Network. For more podcasts like this, visit professionalcasual.com. The Professional Casual Network has gear. Check out teespring.com slash store slash professional casual for fresh new swag. A huge shout out to our sponsor, beardeddragongames.online. Pick up all your local game store goodness from Magic the Gathering, Dungeons and Dragons, Pathfinder, or Wafurp 4th Edition, as well as terrain, paints, board games, comics, and more. Make sure to use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout for free domestic shipping or PCME10 for 10% off your total order at beardeddragongames.online. Also, a special thanks to Built Bar for sponsoring the show. To get 10% off your order and to help support the show, use code PROFESSIONALCASUAL at checkout or use the link in the show notes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, welcome to the podcast of Planet God dang Earth. We pick anything and everything to face off in a subject bracket elimination tournament this is Elite Eight Showdown. I am your host, I'm Big Chuck, ma'am. And I'm joined once again by my comrade, my cohort, my co-conspirator, more importantly, my co-host, Tim. Bullshit, they would never lose that fight. France. Pretty solid, actually. Yeah, you like I'll, that one? Yeah, I'll yeah. take that. Okay. I was pretty proud of that one. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm also proud of? All of our fans, Tim. Okay. Because if there's nothing I don't love more uh-huh. than in the world than having a bunch of amazing, wonderful fans who um, hold us accountable with consequences yes. for our actions. Uh-huh. If you talk enough shit about your uh fans Mm -hmm. they will not then do the one thing you ask them to do which is to go leave a five-star review over on any podcasting platform that allows you to leave reviews Mm -hmm. it's wild including the the audible yeah where you can leave them on audible because we're on audible we are on audible you're probably listening to us on audible right now and it's actually stupid easy to do you want to know why tim Mm -hmm. because i did one that was me a few weeks ago (gasps) yeah Uh uh-huh Mm-hmm. I, oh man i mm-hmm. kind of feel like the wool has been pulled over my eyes what no, wouldn't it be reverse i've pulled the wool off of your eyes oh yeah you have unpulled the wool over my eyes yes yeah i kept pulling till it came off your your eyes yes my yes. eyes are now unwooled yes uh-huh not as itchy as they used to be um here's the good news though okay tell me M- if you were to um yeah so i i I just happened to go check the audible to see if there was a new review and there is okay and it's uh i i've scanned a couple parts of it Uh uh-huh and there are some very specific words in this all right let me hear it so this is a five-star review on audible Uh from uh matthew a friends um (laughs) i don't know who that is do you know who this person is? I do because there is a very specific part of this uh-huh. uh, which will very much detail who this person is. Okay. Subject is called Love Elite Eight Showdown. Sure. 
all the professional casual networks affiliated shows are great. This show is basically an even more effeminate Ben Shapiro, dictating to Big Chuck how wrong his opinions are on everything. It's a lot of fun. Just a curious warning for listeners. I went to the doctor for an earache right after I started listening to this cast. They told me Big Chuck's voice was so sultry it left my ear canal pregnant. I had to scrape it out, and now the words sound a lot less like smooth jazz and buttermilk and a lot more like Ben Shapiro and my wife having sex when I'm not home. (laughs) I have never felt worse about reading half, if not just part, or a sentence of Uh someone's review before it was actually left. Um, wow. That was a review. That was a review. That was a five-star review. That was a five-star review. That is what we ask for every week. It is, and we finally got it. (laughs) We finally got it! Finally! 72 episodes in! We don't have to even do this show anymore. We're done, baby! We got the one review we've always wanted. Wow. Shout out to Matthew A. Friend. Friends. Oh, friends. Okay. On Audible. On Audible. Wonderful. Oh. I feel like that individual would probably Mm -hmm. have a conversation with some type of element. Yeah, he would yep. definitely he would definitely talk to a lot of fast moving air. Uh huh. For sure. Mm-hmm. Holy oh, shit! That, that is was... so much better than I ever could have imagined. <laughs> well done, bravo! Soft claps all around. Yeah. High yeah. fives and handshakes in the pit crew. We finally did it, Tim. <laughs> yes, we did. We finally did it. Of course, also head over to our Threadless store. Mm-hmm. Threadless. No, Elite Eight Showdown. Elite, the number eight showdown. Dot Threadless. Dot com. Get yourself that hot chucking t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Hot chucking t-shirt. Chucking summer. There it is. Hot chucking summer. Hot chucking summer. I uh, had a stroke there a little bit. Sorry. Yeah. Um, well, it's cooled down here in, in the mid-September slash early October air. Uh-huh. Uh, so that's why it was just chucking summer. That's I true. Think. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like you've put the pie on the shelf, you know, the windowsill to cool down. Mm-hmm. It's getting it's getting the smell out there. Correct. You're wafting that pie. Yeah. If there's anything Elite Eight Showdown does, it's waft. Yep. Tim, we have a new MVP this week. We do. We do. We have to do friend, fan of the show. Very legitimately one of my favorite human beings. Actually, on the so I was gonna say yeah. the same thing. He's very legitimately someone I, I heavily enjoy talking to and really value his opinions on uh, a lot of things. Yes. Also. One of my ex coworkers mm. worked. He worked. Uh, he worked with me in one of my old jobs for like a hot minute. Okay. Yeah. Shout one out. of my ex coworkers. Ex coworkers, actually. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, there you go. Oh, I got that. He worked with a guy I used to work with, but yeah. at a different job after I was no longer working with that guy. That's fair. Okay. But in the same industry. But in the same industry. Mm-hmm. There you go. We're talking about Stefan. Stefan. Man, myth, the legend himself. Yes. An absolute delight of a human being. He is, of course, getting a big 
Chucker nickname. Of course, head over to patreon.com slash professional casual for as little as $3 a month for at least two months. Or the smarter thing would be to prepay. Get yourself yeah. a discount. You get the prepay for a full year and you get a pen. Mm-hmm. And you get a pen. Tim. Um, also, he was our first audible review. Oh, he was our first audible review. One of our favorite people. He is. So did he ever get that kidney back? Oh, shit. <sighs> well, he's he's active in the Discord, which you can get access to over at patreon.com slash professional casual. So I'm going to assume he's OK. Yeah. I Yeah, I hope so. Oh, there was like two things I was supposed to send out, and mm-hmm. it was um, the separation anxiety players kit uh-huh. from Oh Yeah the Power Phase yeah. uh, to Ravensguard, sure, and Stefan's kidney, right? Um, yeah. And I they've mm-hmm. just been sitting in a box in my car of models, both of them. Yep, just fair. Didn't, didn't get them out. Um, also, um, probably should. F- you know, file whatever it is to get those pens so we can write those names on those. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. finally send those cards out. That'd be nice. Yeah. Last week you said you were going to go get them. Yeah. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. No, I forgot. I was going to get the pen and bring it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what's happened literally every week, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, we made a very legitimate effort. I paid real money. You did. On a real Amazon credit card. You did. To have Amazon send them to that. Uh-huh. And they were just like, ah, yeah, sorry. I don't know. Not this week. That's weird. What's the deal with shipping? It still says your item might not arrive. Right. <laughs> like, it's been a month. Yeah, I don't think they're coming. No. You know? You know there's, like, uh, warehouse stores that literally are just lost mail, and you go in, and it's, like, $5 per package, and yeah. you just get to keep whatever you want. Like, yeah. you get to keep the package. That seems really dumb. Mm-hmm. But apparently it's very lucrative. Yeah, why yeah. wouldn't it be? They're literally stealing your mail and selling it. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. But we know how this all works. Yes. I'm going to think of a word, you're going to think of a word. Thus, we will have Stefan's official VIP Big Truckers Only nickname. Tim, are you ready? Yes. I think I am ready as well. Yep. You want to go first or second? Ooh. Want to switch it up? You go I'm first? I'm going to go first. Okay, you go first. You ready? I am. Rattlesnake. Wizard. Rattlesnake wizard. All right. That is so fitting in a way that only he and I will understand. That is almost too perfect. That is almost too perfect. Okay. Almost too perfect. Almost. Okay. Rattlesnake wizard Welcome to the crew. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the big chuckers only. You're going to get that sweet ass. Look at that thing. Of course, shout out to Katie Finau, who did all of our designs. We're getting another amazing design for, wait, did I roll a wild? And Marvel Crunch mm. Protocol Pavlog. Very excited to, for that to come out. We are going to be getting uh, the staff shirt. Yes. And we'll be getting, hopefully, very soon, a Hulkman Iron Buster shirt. Oh, Hulkman Iron Buster yep. shirt. We're going to, I don't know what that's going to look like, but it's going to be a thing. She, I literally messaged her like, hey, the second you get this done, I got another one for you. She's like, oh shit, okay. And I was like, if I said Hulkman Iron Buster, would you have any idea what that would mean? She's like, no, can you send me reference photos? I go, nope. <laughs> 
you get to figure it out yourself. She's yeah. like, I like you have full, complete creative control on this design. I don't care what it looks like. It just has to emulate a Hulk man iron buster. So, so many ideas just flashed into my head. Right. Tony Stark wearing like a bargain bin Hulk outfit that has the plastic face mask that cuts your lips when you try uh-huh. to talk into it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I was thinking like a power thirst level, Ooh. Uh, like Iron Man. That's I. There are three. I went very gay with it very fast, but I think I'm okay with it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it doesn't bother me. It's it's like crystal meth in a can. Yeah. It's crystal meth in a can. Power thirst is crystal meth. And of course, go check out Katie Fine Outs, noodlepuppet.threadless.com. Get all of her designs over there as well. Tim. Yes. This week, I'm actually kind of excited. I'm actually a little stoked. I love this idea because I had said very recently, mm-hmm. my exact words were, fuck our fans. We're never doing a deep dive episode ever again. They're a big bunch of bullies. So yeah. we're going to do a comic book episode again today. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Kind of. We're actually doing a, a twofer. The old twofer. We're doing a movie and a comic book in one episode. That's right. We are crowning the best fight scene in Marvel cinematic history. Mm-hmm. I can already hear Dagna firing up the discord to scream at us because all these selections are stupid. Bracket number one. Tim, make it very clear. This is not the best fight in Marvel cinematic universe. No, this is Marvel cinematic history. This mm-hmm. pertains to any Marvel movie. In fact, every bracket is one Disney or Marvel Studios movie against a non-Disney mm-hmm. movie. Yep. Very important that we point that out. Yep. Very important that we point that out. Tim, bracket number one, of course, brought to us by Built Bar. Head over to BuiltBar.com. Use promo code Professional Casual at checkout. Tim, I got balls. You did? I got the balls today in the mail. Fucking delicious. They, they are really good. The, I got the almond, the almond butter. Yeah, uh, they are so stupid good. Mm-hmm. Two little bites, two little balls in a. You were right, two little balls in a sack. Uh, it really was. It really was. So my my old job that I am hoping at a time of release I have now quit and burnt down to the ground. Uh, look, the balls are are fucking amazing. Yeah, they're really good. Yeah, um, they remind me of this thing at this job uh, that I hopefully have now quit and burnt the building down to, allegedly. Um, that are just like this. It's like a wad of like oats. Yeah. And they used to have like a cranberry version of it at my job. It was like uh, oats and granola mix all together. And, and like, literally this is what this is. Yeah. Um, not as much almond butter in the middle as I was expecting. Like from the photo, it makes it look like a, a lot of it's in, in the middle. Yeah. Uh, not nearly as much, but I'm not upset Correct. about it. When you, when, you, when you open the package very rapidly and you, you bust one of those balls in your mouth, yeah. uh, it does not spurt in the back of your throat like you think it right. would. Right, you're not, you're not paintbrushing the back of a throat. Correct. Yeah. Yep. For sure. Uh, in fact, I wouldn't recommend it. A bit coarse. You know what I mean? Yeah, which yeah. I actually like. I love oats. Right. Uh, the texture of these are pretty solid, and I feel like every diet or every stupid fad thing I did was always trying to get me to make oat balls, and now there's someone to do it for me. Exactly, which is the most important thing. Yep. Head over to BuiltBar.com, promo code Professional Casual at checkout. Tim, we're coming in hot. Coming in hot. 
Hulkbuster versus Hulk <sighs> from Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Going up against, I might, I'm not going to lie, kind of my contender to win it. Okay. Deadpool versus Cable fight truck scene from Deadpool 2. Ooh. This is this is a tough bracket. So That's let's, a heater. Let's talk about it. I just rewatched Age of Ultron. Mm-hmm. Few things about going back and rewatching these movies that at least these parts and stuff. Yeah. Um, I forgot how good Age of Ultron f- really was. And there is a lot of things that they kind of set up. Yep. Way back then, like that was like 2012. Yeah. Somewhere around there. I don't know. Research team like quit. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Um, but by the way, Discord hurt everybody's feelings and they quit. That's what happened. Go yeah. ask Tracy. Yeah, I'll bring her in. You want to you want to talk to her? We did have uh, that recorded. Yeah. And they know. Yeah. The listeners who all listen to, yep. to those segments uh-huh. know that they did not quit. They they did quit. Uh, okay. They quit. Tim, they quit. Okay. Tell me otherwise my show. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing? Fair. But the Hulkbuster versus Hulk, this was our first real big fight that we've that we wanted, right? We wanted kind of like main characters versus main characters. And it was insanely satisfying. So good. It was it was first off, let's paint the picture of Tim's orgasmic moment here. It's because of Wanda that it happens, mm. right? She triggers the 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 visions in uh, in Hulk's face, yep, brain, causing him to, or I Your guess, face like, visions, right? Um, well, t- before she was getting vision in her face. He's a robot, Tim. He's a synthesoid. He's a veteran, and he's dead. Show him some respect. <laughs> Took a veteran's legs. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's actually true. He did. Um, but it's it, like it, this climactic moment, right? He's Hulk is just rampaging down the street, freaking out, everything like that. Here comes Stark. Clink, 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 clink. The suit An just comes. Incredibly together. awesome. Yeah. Thing to watch. It just and then they just start beating the goddamn bricks off each other mm-hmm. uh of course now with over at uh, marvel crisis protocol oh yeah the power phase and wait did i roll wild here on the Pro casual network uh we are getting the hulk buster finally yeah we're finally getting hulk man iron buster yeah in a in a model form and we were very disappointed that there is no attack called go to sleep go to sleep go to sleep <laughs> yeah which is literally what one of one of his attacks are mm-hmm. it's literally that and we're just like why did they not call it go to sleep yeah um but yeah it was so smartly put together. Yeah. Right. This idea that Tony like Hulk in his feral form has a way to kind of always take down Tony in some way. And Tony always has a response for that. It, mm-hmm. it helps solidify this idea that Tony always has a, a backup plan. Correct. No matter what, Tony yep. always has a backup plan. Probably why uh, Tony Stark uh, is always compared to Batman, who is very well known for, if, if Superman ever becomes bad Superman, then I have a way to beat bad Superman. Like that, that whole right. contingency plan thing. Yep. Um, but we actually get to see it in action. Right. 100%. DC has never attempted that. Not in any way that mattered. Right, exactly. Yep. And, and, and by that, I mean in a movie that was good. Sure. Yep. Um, even follow-ups, you know what I mean? Um, Snyder Cut was legit, but... 
I don't know. I think it was four hours of wasted opportunity. Oh, I didn't watch it. Oh, it's I got about 35 minutes into it and then said, whoever would watch this in the theaters during a pandemic multiple times, probably cry over it would be dead to me for sure. Yep. But Ron's pretty sweet. Yeah, Ron's. Yeah, Ron also wouldn't do that. You know what yeah, I mean? Rob, Ron wouldn't waste his time. And I appreciate that about Ron. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Deadpool versus Cable truck fight. <sighs> One of my favorite scenes ever. Yeah. First off, the lead up to it. Amazing. Uh-huh. Because we get X-Force. Only to have X-Force then die. <laughs> Which things like that have certainly been replicated since. Suicide yep. Squad had a very similar scene. Correct. Um, this was certainly their premiere uh-huh. of that bit. Yes. And it was very good. It was so perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, every every cameo made sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I was I was a big fan of the concept of, of that opening scene. Yeah. And then we get, uh, of course, you get your moped, your your uh, Deadpool moped moment, mm-hmm. which I know you had been clamoring for because you said Squirrel Girl. No, Deadpool. Yes. On a moped. Yes. Yeah. And if they could have made Deadpool look like my ex-girlfriend, shout out to Hezro, you probably would have been all that more excited about it, I have a feeling. Yeah. You yeah. know, I, I have been coming around a little bit on Squirrel Girl since I've heard that she kind of looks like your ex. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that I know that it is not just hurting me right. anymore. So. Fair. Only know. only the action figure from Hasbro. Yes. The actual Squirrel Girl, nothing like my ex. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's super weird. Hmm. Um. But then we get this like part two fight scene because yeah. we had the prison scene prior to this where it kind of like led up to it where it's this close confine. They're beating the bricks off each other. They're trying to not let Cable kill the kid and also not let Juggernaut out. Yeah. Which and then we finally get to see Domino kind of do some stuff. You know what I mean? Like this is Domino's big premiere. Describe part. her po- like actually yes. have her powers work after a scene in yeah. which her powers are very downplayed. Right. Uh, in a very expensive, uh, overly uh, excessive. Yes. Uh, cinematic scene. Yep. Uh, and to finally, you know, and the the whole joke being that the Deadpool repeatedly tells her. That this is the luck is not a power. That is not that it's not a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, 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 so I will say I would put Deadpool 2 probably in my top five of like Marvel cinematic movies. Okay. Maybe ranked five. Yeah. But it is a movie where if I just want to like kind of put something on that's like superhero themed while I'm painting miniatures or something. Mm-hmm. That is the, that's my go-to movie till further notice. So, and very specifically the first Deadpool movie was such a smash hit that mm-hmm. no one expected to actually be that good. It, it had all of the triggers of something that was going to be awful, right? Constantly delayed mm-hmm. directors changing, mm-hmm. pushed and pushed and pushed and stopped and started and actors getting signed on for other things. And then coming around to this, it was like 12 years in the making. Mm-hmm. Um, um, didn't have the Disney stamp of uh, MCU on it. You know what yeah, I mean? Like this yeah. was outside of what all these amazing Avengers movies and, and things were. Mm-hmm. So, and we had such bad X-Men movies. Correct. Yeah. Right around that same time. 
Um, like and Apocalypse had just come out, or yeah, I something think like so. That. One of the two bad ones, uh-huh. either Dark Phoenix or or Apocalypse. And um, yes, because I, I I remember there was some uh, promotional scenes of Olivia Munn training with yeah. Deadpool. Yep. Um, but to follow up that smash kind of cult success that broke into mainstream, where I had like sixty five year old women at work. We're like, oh, yeah, I saw Deadpool. That was pretty funny. And I was like, what? Right. Uh, so that they were actually excited to see Deadpool 2. I, I don't think a lot of people were expecting Deadpool 2 to be able to deliver. Right. A- as a follow up to uh-huh. the first one. And it did. It I did. felt like. Yeah, they did. A, I think they they did everything they needed to do. They needed to bring in more Marvel characters. Mm-hmm. Um expand on what we had already had and build that kind of new story. Yeah. It's very good. So I think these two are a very good matchup for a number of reasons. You have the polished, you have the, I mean, that was an, an all CG fight scene, mm-hmm. uh, Hulk man, iron buster versus just regular old, uh, man Hulk. And it wasn't even a super memorable part of that movie. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I I forget that that wasn't like in Civil War or something. I so I went to go find the scene. Yeah. And I thought it was in Civil War. Mm -hmm. But then I remember, oh, wait, Civil. He's not Hulk's not in Civil War. Yeah, he's gone. Yeah. Point. So that that scene was was very good uh, and, and really deserves a lot more praise than it gets. It does. But unfortunately, I think it's right after that scene. Uh, or like the next movie, we get the Thor Hulk fight. Mm-hmm. Um, we, you know, when, when Hulk comes back and like that is kind of like the big Hulk fight that we all remember. Yeah. Because it was finally these two actually beating the bricks off each other. Mm-hmm. So I, I think in this particular instance, I, I'm going to go counter to what. A lot of people might think that I would choose or maybe not based off the shtick of the show. Mm-hmm. But I am going to move ahead the the Deadpool 2 fight scene uh, for a couple of reasons in that that is an insanely memorable scene. Yep. And I just remember how massively excited I was that I was like, wait, the juggernaut's in there? They, they got the juggernaut in this movie? Right. Like, and obviously there are things later that happen. But I was like, ah, oh, that is so like the juggernauts in this movie. He's behind a wall. I get it. They can't like afford to do that. Right. And then we end up getting him. Mm-hmm. Um, How did you feel about him? I, I mean, I, he was certainly. Uh, <laughs> he was certainly limited. Yeah. In, in his portrayal. OK. Um, better than. X3 X-Men United. All right. I actually liked him. in the, So I know that movie. I didn't hate him in, in, in X3 as much as other people did. Right. Um, I, I love that he, you know, said the line that everyone wanted him to say. Right. Um, but he, he 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 was lacking there as well. Uh, both both. Inter- well, because well, it was a real person. You know what I mean? Like, right. first, like you can't actually do the juggernaut. To being a real person anymore. Yeah. Unless you do like the dude who plays the mountain and just jack him up even more. Yeah. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, like there's no human that is that looks like Juggernaut. Actually. Right. So and I would argue that back then if they tried to CG during Last Stand, they tried to CG 
uh, Juggernaut would have looked awful. Yeah. So, I, I, I won't lie. I was a little let down with the Juggernaut when they finally like revealed him, just because he it looked it felt like they had run out of money. Yeah. He just he seemed clunky I, or, I, or something. I agree with that. He just seemed different. I'll agree with that. Yeah, you've convinced me. I'm changing my answer. Hulkbuster, Iron Man oh, versus right. uh, the Hulk. I'll let you change it. Uh, I don't really care. I mean, who listens to dubstep? You know what I mean? Bracket number two brought to us by Ray's Energy. Head over to Rep Sports. That's R-E-P-P-Sports.com or follow the link below. Mm-hmm. Use promo code Professional Casual Network. Get yourself 15% off. Tim. Yeah. We got a new flavor. Yeah, we did. And we I've almost completely killed the case already. Yes, I, I have. Yep. Yeah, I I will wake up and have it even if I don't need it. Correct. So stupid good. And if there is one thing that has been underappreciated for a long time, uh-huh. it's white peaches. Yeah. I. <laughs> I agree. You know, delicate, delicate. But what what a flavor. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's still there. Underwhelming, but reliable. Yes. Underwhelming, but perfect. Yeah, that that works great. I love this new flavor of white peach. Yes, so do I. And I hate that it's limited edition. Same. Uh, But technically, Voodoo was also limited edition, and that hasn't gone away yet. Mm -hmm. So, fingers crossed I can get my hands on some more white peach. Yeah. (laughs) Listen, every day I wake up and I say, how can I get my hands on some more white peach? Yeah. Fair. Super fair. Um, it is so stupid good. Go over, get yourself a case, try it out. Um, if I mean if they put it in powder form, you're done. You know what Correct. I mean? Correct. You are just you're in trouble. Correct. Uh so I have doubled down on these guys recently. Uh-huh. They have started throwing in free t-shirts, hats, uh, shaker bottles, and full bottles of their uh BCAA uh recovery okay. uh powder. Uh, at certain levels once you buy certain amounts of things. So, right. like, I, I think I spent a, a decent amount, like $65, $70, but there were some pre-workouts in there, which are normally $30 to $40 each. Um, got two free T-shirts, got a bunch of free swag, got a case of stuff for free. Like, they just start hurling stuff at yeah. you. Uh, I, I don't think that they're a buy-on-a-regular-basis place. No. But when you stack our discount uh, from using professional casual at checkout for the 15% off you're getting free like a ton of free swag free cases of stuff free bottles of stuff like they are a very gracious company yes i would argue they're they are one of those like four times a year and you just buy three months worth of stuff all at once that's the way to do it especially with the way that their shipping works like if you hit a certain weight which is pretty much anything over a regular case you're going to get that heavy freight, but it's it's one cost of a heavy freight and then the yeah. right. Like, so it doesn't matter. Yep. So if you order two cases of energy drinks, mm-hmm. you're going to pay the same amount of shipping as if you ordered four cases. They, they have really good combo packs, too. So you can try out a little bit yeah. of everything. Uh, the I think it's like day and night one had the hyper sleep, which mm-hmm. I, I really love. It's now a nightly thing for me. I really like it. Um, has replaced melatonin for me. It has melatonin in it, but it has some right. other things too that kind of bring that full circle. And then came with a bunch of the powdered versions of their energy drinks, which is generally cheaper to ship anyway. Right. Um, 
So you're paying, you know, closer to like a dollar per like big bottle of that versus, you know, a, a little bit more. So I try out those multi-packs. They're super good. Mm-hmm. They p- could not be priced more competitively. And then take another 15% off the top. Yep. Pretty much. And if you just, if you want the energy drinks, I'm telling you, they're worth it. The cans are, the cans yeah. are worth it. Mm-hmm. Uh, white, I ordered white peach, uh, phantom freeze. Cause I couldn't remember if I liked it or not. So I reordered it. Yeah. Um, Oh, Galaxy Burst. Galaxy Burst is really good. I would I would get that in powder form, but I don't remember if they have it in powder form or not. But uh, and uh, I have some. I'll bring some for you next time. All right, because I'm curious if it's any different. Because like I found that the Baja Blast did taste a little different. Yeah. Um, and I preferred. I would rather just buy the case mm-hmm. because Baja Blast is good. Not or uh, Baja Lime is good. Not a go-to everyday flavor for me yeah uh white peach a go-to everyday flavor yeah, for me I, I only have like two cans left yeah. yeah i i drank one and contemplated having another because it was so stupid good but i was like that will kill me for i would sure. i would like on a daily basis first thing in the morning wake up bury my face in some white peach right makes sense it's the assault on the x mansion from x-men 2 mm-hmm. versus Ebony Maw versus Doctor Strange. So kind of two different fights here. Yeah, they're very different, different they're, deals here. They're very different deals. Let's talk about Ebony Maw and Doctor Strange. Because we did not know who Black Dwarf and Ebony Maw were. Is he called Black Dwarf in this? Uh, I don't know if they named him. Okay. What's his what, Black Dwarf is not his original name. What's his original name? Is it super giant or something like that? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But so we got, you know, we got black, we got black dwarf in there and we had Ebony Maw. Yep. Uh, Ebony Maw comes down. And he's, you know, essentially the herald for Thanos. Mm-hmm. And he's telling y'all how lucky you are. Yeah. That Thanos is here. We get that great earth is closed today. Yeah. Leave line. Yep. We get to see Benedict Wong as Wong with his buddy Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> playing uh, Doctor Strange. Do some cool shit. Yeah. This, this is was, where we first see that move where Doctor Strange opens up a portal to have Black Dwarf punch himself or whatever. Yes. Which, you know, still confounds people on why didn't you just cut off Thanos' fucking arm with that? Right. But whatever. That's actually a super good point. And also a heavily overlooked that. fight scene from that movie, too. Yeah. Uh, and and soup. It was like Alien Hulk, right? Like, mm-hmm. that's essentially But Black Dwarf also has a dope axe. But with a retractable anchor weapon. Yep. For whatever reason. Mm. Um, and then we get this like dope. Because like Ebony Maw doesn't look like anything. You know what I mean? Like he's just like, oh, what the what's this little nerd yeah, going to do? Well, he, yeah, he looks like your creepy uncle. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yep. he has that long wilting hair that starts at the back of his skull. And he, he's always like using his super yeah. long fingers to do stuff. Uh, and uh, jowls. R.I.P. The prince. But he looked he looked like the prince in his final days. <laughs> yeah. Like very right. much so. Yep. yep. And then all of a sudden he just starts hucking stuff, throwing stuff. And there's like this dope magic fight between these two. Yeah. Beating the bricks off each other, literally and figuratively at some point. Yeah. Sometimes wrapping up people in bricks or, you know, pavement. Yeah. It was it was a fight that I because I didn't know who Ebony Ma like. I didn't know anything about Black Order. Yeah. Going going into this movie. Mm -hmm. I knew Thanos. I knew the gauntlet. Yeah. But I didn't actually know who the Black Order was, that he had this like kind of group of, of people that went with him. Yeah. 
super bummed that like now looking back and kind of learning more, the fact that we didn't get more out of Corvus and Proxima yeah, super bummed me out. Same. Um, because I think that would have been really cool to see those two like actually work together and stuff. Yep. But I absolutely just this this was the scene that like blew my mind for this movie. Yeah. Just watching these two just battle it out. It's a battle of the magic, battle of the telekinesis. Like it was super dope. But assault on X Mansion from X2. So before we even get into it, yeah. The assault on X Mansion from X2 is very, very clearly the winner. Uh yeah. Because Holy shit, what a scene. Yeah. Not only does it introduce a couple new characters which we hadn't seen before. Mm-hmm. Not only is this not this is not where we got Nightcrawler. This is where we yeah. got Colossus, right? Well, Nightcrawler's in like the opening scene. We, we only get to see Colossus literally turn his skin metal and yeah. that's it. And then we don't get him the rest of the movie. Because so I found out. The character, the guy who originally was casted to play Colossus in X2 yeah. was a guy from the show Tough Enough, which was like WWE's like, yeah. be, you know, become the next. It was like this dude named Hawk or something that was on that show. He was actually supposed to be Colossus in that movie. They cut out all of the other scenes that he was in, except for that one scene where the, the you know, it turns to skin metal. Yeah. And then they didn't recast him for the third one. Yeah. So that was awesome. Uh, but you get you get shotgunned a whole ton of characters or turning yeah. characters. You know who's there. You know who's not. I believe this is like, isn't this where like Wolverine's like just drinking some milk in the kitchen and then like the whole thing just yeah. starts. Yep. Uh, you get multiple layers of the X-Mansion itself. It mm-hmm. starts at the top or it starts on, on the base floor. It goes up top. You're seeing everyone panic and you see that like this is what the danger room is all about is yep. training you for these scenarios. Mm-hmm. Um Everyone in action, saving kids. You get to see a bunch of other random mutants that may be, you know, things. They may be references to us stuff. They're teleporting and they're running through walls. And I I absolutely adore the scene. It was so cool. It was so rad and a, a great way to start that movie. Yeah. And it was a uh, it was it was kind of our it was kind of the solidification of uh, of Iceman within yeah. the series like yeah. that he is actually more than just like this kind of weird kid who can freeze stuff well and we don't talk about Iceman enough on this network That's and i true. feel like he is underappreciated because he's not given people don't care enough about him they don't you know like mm-hmm. he should be in marvel crisis protocol and right. we, he needs a champion right um and he doesn't have it he doesn't you know? he just doesn't he doesn't have anybody pushing for him at all correct I want credit that we did not laugh at the fact that uh, we're getting X-32 and Honey Badger before uh, Iceman in the last episode. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't even bring it up. You're welcome. Growth, Tim. I have growth. Growth. On, well, on my built bars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I adore the X-32 mansion scene. It was kind of like... I. A lot significantly better than uh, X Mansions one through thirty one. I completely agree. Yes. Yep. Yep. You proud of that one? I am. Okay. Feel better? Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> Asshole. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like when you fucking oh fuck X two. All right. Um. But this was the scene when I watched this that absolutely like this was the moment for me where yeah. I became an X Men fan. Okay. To be totally honest, like. 
I loved the comic as a kid. I loved, like, I was a casual, casual fan for like, the longest time. Mm-hmm. I loved the first X-Men movie. That came out on my birthday in 2000. Really? Yeah, so I was just like, hell yeah, I'm going to go see, like, X. this looks dope. And it was awesome. It blew my mind. I thought yeah. it was really cool. I couldn't imagine what they were going to do in X2. Um, and then they introduced Nightcrawler, which I didn't actually give two craps about because I was never a Nightcrawler fan. I just thought fan. that scene was so awesome. Like, yeah. so super cool. Uh, and they did him so well. And yeah. uh, the actor that played him, Alan Cumming, yeah. um, made a fragrance, a Febreze, and like an aerial scent. Um, this is not a joke. This is a real thing. You are going to think that this is shtick. It is not. This was real. He had a body spray for women called Coming on Her. <laughs> he had a Febreze scent called Coming Around the House. And he had a cologne called Coming on Him. It, and he didn't do this as a joke? It was obviously done as a joke, but it was a very real product that you could buy. Oh, and a Glade plugin called Coming in the Air. <laughs> okay. That one did get pulled, though, because he made too many references to um, the song Coming in the Air tonight. Ah, uh, fair. That would do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, you do not fuck with Phil. You don't. You do not fuck with Phil in the slightest. Nope. Like, if you try to touch any of his intellectual properties, mm-hmm. he will drown He will come you. on you hard. Yes. He will drown you in a lake. Well, allegedly. <laughs> he will definitely let you drown in a lake. Yeah. He'll watch you watch somebody drown in a lake. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Therefore, um, he watched somebody drown in a lake. Therefore, he let somebody drown in a lake. Therefore, he drowned somebody in a lake, Tim. So this was the first X-Men movie that surprised me for a number of reasons. Okay. Uh, mainly because there was a book that came out uh-huh. uh, right before the first X-Men movie came out. Right. That literally spoiled the entire plot and had a bunch of pictures in the middle uh-huh. of those scenes. Right. So on opening day, Dan. Yeah. Because uh, him and I were friends at the time. Sure. Um. <laughs> Luke Harvey and myself uh-huh. went to go see X-Men opening night, 7 p.m. Yeah. at the Oneana 1 and 2 Theater. Oh, the good old 1 and 2. And uh, I knew everything that was going to happen. Get you, yes. And I was like, wait, that book that I just read was literally this? Why did that get put out a month ago? Yeah. I had just gotten back from like camp with my parents or whatever. And like that was a book I got to read during it. And it literally just like was a shitty version of that movie before. The week before that movie came out. Real quick, was it called the movie adaptation? It was not. Oh. It just said X-Men. Huh. Like, it wasn't X-Men the movie. It was just X-Men, the book. It didn't have, like, the movie cover on the front of it? So, it did have the big metal X on the front that was, like, uh-huh. on all the movie posters. So, I assumed it was a tie-in. I didn't assume it was literally the plot of the movie, the entire thing, uh-huh. uh, before the movie came out. Right. No, I did not think that that would have been the case. So I was like, oh, Storm's going to blast him with, oh, that sucks. Yep, that happened. That's just what happened in the book. <laughs> I'm sorry. Imagine being that guy. Imagine me being that guy. I've never heard of such a thing. Right? Yeah. So X2, though. Yeah. I didn't read the movie book ahead of time. That was smart so, of you. And well, it really was. You learned your lesson. I, I did. Consequences, too. Consequences. Yeah, reading has regularly fucked me. Yeah, fair. Out of happy experiences. Uh-huh. So... But yeah, the X2 fight. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, moving on. Bracket number three. I feel like probably you would have taken that book in an unbelievable anger. Mm -hmm. Placed it in some type of receptacle. Yeah. And then needed help taking it out. Yes. And if you had known Anthony from Bitter Dragon Games, Mm -hmm. he would have helped you do it. Because over at Bitter Dragon Games, they help us take out the trash. Head over to BitterDragonGames.online. Use promo code PCME10. Get yourself 10% off. You can still get those pre-orders because we still don't have we still don't have models. Right. We're a mo- we're recording this uh, a month, Tim. This episode is going to drop in a month. I will bet you a work bet. We still don't have those models in our hand. Uh, I've come out. I, 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 I've certainly come during work bets before. So like that's true. I, I'm, I'm down. Yep. OK, deal. That works for me. Head over to Bear Dragon Games at Dead Online, promo code PCME10 at checkout. Get all of your nerd knees, all your game store goodness. Ooh. As a, as you put in the drop in the beginning of this show. Yeah. You put the plugs there and we do it during the show. Yep. Yep. It's the airport fight scene from Civil War going up against. Uh, I don't want it to be a mercy kill. Because I love this scene. I adore this movie and I love this scene. But it's the Blade bloodbath opening scene from the original from the first Blade movie. Yep. So the first Blade movie, that was the kind of the big resurgence of big time comic book movies. Mm -hmm. 1998, I want to say. Yeah. Wesley Snipes stepping up, doing what he had to do. Trans very much transcended and made comic books cool again. Oh, wait, comic book movies can actually be rad as fuck? Yeah, pretty much. First rated our superhero movie. Yep. Of the modern era. Yep. Why? Because he said fuck a lot in that movie. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. There's a lot of uh, bodies exploding. Yep. A lot of blood. A lot of blood. Literally in this scene, there's yeah. a lot of blood because it it's literally a bloodbath. Yep. Um, And it was like this was if there was a way to introduce a character that a lot of people would never have taken seriously if it wasn't Wesley Snipes. Mm -hmm. Like it was literally anybody else. Correct. Nobody would have taken this character seriously. Yeah. Um, In a scene where he just starts beating the bricks off of people Mm -hmm. like shotgun. With the silver, you know, the silver dust. Yeah. Shotgun, just like, just like the posing, just like, whoop, whoop, boom. And just, we're, for the time. Yeah. The CG was incredible. It was. Like watching these bodies actually explode and burst was like something we would have never seen before. Yep. Um, To that quality. We finally got the, uh, the glaive, gleave, the, the boomerang thing they yes. threw. Like that blew our minds, right? Because it glaives. just ripped through everybody. Like it made, it made Blade a household name. It made Wesley Snipes yeah. extremely popular again. After it made superheroes cool. Yeah. It made me, and of all characters, Blade, a, a for the most part, B-level, super niche hero that nobody knew yeah. who only hunted vampires. Mm-hmm. Who, unless you deep dove into Spidey's lore, yeah. we would have, ne- you would have never known who Blade was. Correct. 
people everybody to people this didn't day. know it was a marvel property people yeah. didn't know it was a superhero movie and people didn't know it was a comic movie why because it was just a rad fucking movie yeah it was ju- it just did everything it needed to do yep and set a precedence for what comic book movies should be held to yep and then they did mm-hmm. and the sequels to both blades are better than the original yeah something that often doesn't necessarily happen correct what's your favorite out of the three I haven't seen three, but I feel like it would be my favorite. Really? You've never seen three? Mm-mm. You'd hate it. It has Jessica Biel in it. All right, but it has Cannibal King in it. Cannibal Corpse. Hannibal King, played by Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds. I had no idea where you were going. Triple H is in number three. He is. He, he plays is. a Pomeranian. <laughs> he play, Yeah, he plays a, a very... Uh, he plays a professional wrestler, to be totally honest with you. Yeah. Very uh, homoerotic undertones, but okay. very much refuses to accept the idea that he might be homoerotic, uh, but is very homoerotic and gotcha. then uh, has two teeth on each side. Ooh. Yeah. It was a big deal. And then yeah, I think the they're metal. Double pyre, I think they call him, right? Yeah. I think he also, I think they were also metal um, and beats the shit out of Ryan Reynolds in that yeah. movie. It's good stuff. Mm hmm. I forgot how I like three. I do remember watching two with the volume super low uh-huh. pirated uh, on my friend's computer at a sleepover. And we couldn't play it too loud because his, then his mom would know that we were watching a rated R movie. Sure. So we were like all huddled around like a Windows 95 computer trying mm-hmm. to watch this bad boy on being unable to hear it. Fair. And I, I remember their mouths like were like all, all red. They were like predator mouths. Yeah, they were like, that was uh, like a new thing. Yeah, they were like, um. Like succubus is almost yeah. Kind of thing. Yeah, I liked I liked two. Uh, I I think three. I get. The thing is, like three is a little rough because Ryan Reynolds is a bit insufferable in it. He's mm-hmm. not. He's you. I get why Wesley Snipes didn't like him in that movie. Yeah. If he was acting like that throughout the entire, because he had just done Van Wilder after that, so he was like huge off that. Yeah. Um. Constantly and, filling eclairs with dog cum. Yep. I get it. Yeah. Just in catering constantly, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, two, I think, was pretty dope. Though. I like two. But the airport fight scene. I mean, airport fight scene. Like, that's, yeah. that, that, is, that is the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right? Yeah. There. First appearance of Spider-Man. Interactions between him and Captain America. By the way, Captain America wouldn't hit Wanda. Yeah. Because she's just a kid. But beat the shit out of that kid. Yeah. Beat the shit out of Peter Parker. Yeah. Uh... Tried to drop a truck on him. So, yeah. I really appreciated, like, that whole thing. Because it's just like, you are literally willing to almost kill a small child. Yes. Because he took your shield. Uh-huh. Um, I adored that. But that was huge. That was such an amazing scene. Yep. First time Ant-Man gets big. Yep. Like, seeing, ah, uh, it, it was so good. It, it's a clear winner. It, it might be one of the best fights in the MCU. I give you that. Outside of uh, one later, which is thankfully on this series of brackets as well. Uh, very, very true. Bracket number four, Tim. Of course, brought to us by our Threadless store. Head over to Elite, the number eight showdown. Threadless.com. Get your hot chucking t-shirt. Get your uh, hot chucking shower curtain. Whatever you want. You yeah. got it over there. I step, on, I step on my hot chucking shower mat every day. Do you? Mm-hmm. Do you like stepping on your own face? You scum. I, I do. Oh, yeah. 
uh, my my smallest child uh, runs up and pokes my face on it like Fair. daily. Does your older child ask why I'm why I'm in your bathroom? No, nope, but my mom did. Okay, she was like, "So uh, that shower mat." I was like, "Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh yeah," and she's like, "You and uh, you and Chuck seem to have fun." <laughs> What does that mean? I don't know. <laughs> what is she implying? Here? I don't know. It's rude. I don't. Well, we are in a pretty, pretty huddled embrace on the. Uh, yeah. I guess I. Could I don't think it. anyone. Uh, you know how I know she doesn't watch the show. Because yep. <laughs> I don't think we've ever given off the vibe that we enjoy each other's company no, on the show. <laughs> we are literally contractually. <laughs> we are contractually obligated to be here. Yeah, accurate. Bracket number four. It's Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man from Civil War. Yeah. Going up against, I mean, for the longest time, the winner, really. Yeah. Spider-Man versus Doc Ock train fight. (sighs) Yes. Go ahead. I get so angry. Uh Uh-huh. At that scene from, it was from Winter Soldier, right? Civil War. Civil War. Yeah. Where Tony Stark is very unfairly come upon okay by two boomers uh-huh bucky and steve rogers yeah and there is so much in that scene and the scenes leading up to it that i don't feel was ever really given justice iron man just finding out that literally bucky just killed his parents uh-huh. or that had killed his parents and that cap knew Right. And kept it from him? Makes me so mad. Captain America was so wrong in that movie. Protected someone he should not have been and acted so out of character. I get, I get so hard and absolutely identify Uh with why Danny hates Bucky. Because I feel the exact same because of Civil War and Winter Soldier. uh, Where it is just two movies of Steve Rogers letting a war criminal war crime all over the place. Uh-huh. And we're like, no, guys, no, it's cool. He's my friend. You don't understand. We played baseball once. Right. Um, and letting that relationship shit all over Iron Man as a person. Right. I would argue. And then them acting like they won. Like it was some like fair fight. Like two against one was like, okay, because oh, I'm so right. mad. I'm so mad I about mean, everything in that. There's nothing like, you know, two boomers teaming up to beat up an orphan kid Brooklyn style. You know what right. I mean? Like, yeah. uh, I, I will say this. I, I don't blame Bucky because he was brainwashed. I blame Steve. All the blame goes on Steve. They have a extremely toxic relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steve was a very manipulative individual. Yeah. Who was like almost reverse manipulating himself. Uh-huh. Uh, using Bucky as an excuse. Not as, you know, not necessarily because later on, Bucky does try to have this sort of redemption, right? Like we see this later on in fucking Winter Soldier. Yeah. And three and things like that. He sends himself to Wakanda or, or agrees to go to Wakanda um, to be in prison and, and things of that nature. 
uh, you know, get that man an arm. You know what I mean? I believe right. was, I believe was the line at one point. Yeah. Um, Rogers never is sorry. Never. Never is sorry. Not only that, gaslights the fuck out of Iron Man by telling him, hey, we're still friends, right? Like, I knew all this stuff, and we literally almost just completely destroyed yeah. uh, the entire infrastructure of this whole idea of what the mm-hmm. Avengers is supposed to be. Uh, and tried to stop you from doing a thing that could prevent literally Thanos from yep. coming here and doing what he did. And, and showing up and literally fucking everything up. And, yep. you know, like, remember how Ultron, remember, like, Tony made Ultron, you know, so it's like, you kind of fucked up. Well, I'm going to, I fucked up too. So like let's bygones be bygones, right? right? And it's like, no, Tony took responsibility for that and figured out a fucking way to fix it. Mm-hmm. And then was going to make it so that never happened again. To which Steve was like, no, you know, I got my yeah. rights. Right. You know, I got my rights. So, yeah. So Steve Rogers in, in Civil War really went full America. Yeah. And uh, which is wild because you never go for a full America. You never go full America for sure, which is super weird because I remember reading the comic version of that and completely agreeing with Steve from the comic version. Really? Yeah. I really agreed with Tony from the comic. Really? Okay. Interesting. Because I I felt him and Reed and Professor X and all the people that came together and were like, listen, this is going to happen. We need to have a handle on the steering wheel here because it is a probably a little overdue um let's just be part of the solution instead of reinforcing why they are trying to do this right you know i but i also was a young I am taking kid. away your nintendo because you shit on the carpet well i'm gonna shit on the floors and the walls and the countertops no that is not the correct response that will not make them not take away your nintendo right fair super fair um, I will say this. I, I mean, like I was like, I was a young kid. Yeah. So I was just like, well, no, I, I get why, I get why Rogers would be mad about this. I'm post punishers on his side. So, you know, that's cool too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here's your first red flag. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> oh man. But Spider-Man versus Doc Ock in the train fight. <sighs> Probably the best face Toby McGuire ever made. <laughs> Holding that train back. Yep. Um, that fight was rad as shit. That fight was everything that we had wanted. And, and yes. Because, yep. because like, we kind of got that here and there with oh. Green Goblin and, and yeah. the first one. But, but it, that was still experimental. And it like, wasn't Blade it wasn't did okay. There. X-Men was all right. Yeah. But, like, Sony... Was still testing the maybe we could really put money into this. Right. Spider-Man 2 is where they're like, all right, yeah, this makes money. Yeah. Let's put a bunch of money into this and do really cool stuff. Right. And they really did. And they really did. They made it look so unbelievably cool. Mm-hmm. The fact that they are just fighting through the like through the uh city on this train. Yeah. Like one of my favorite, ironically, one of my favorite things is like. Peter goes and like I think Webline kicks him, and Doc like flies back, but the the arms just catch him, and he immediately bounces back at yeah. him. Yeah, like little things like that was just so cool. And the like, attention to detail was really spot on. Extremely there. spot on. Even like when I think about the scene, what I always think about is Doc Ock coming up, standing in the doorway, 
and he's just grinning and those arms just crush the thing wide open yeah. so he can get through like little stuff like that made this so and it was something we had never seen at this level before mm-hmm. like if you go back and watch that now after watching like Endgame you're gonna be like eh. yeah it is it is hard for that to hold up but that was like nearly 20 years that ago. was nearly 20 years ago and it's still a good fight yes. scene yep like maybe maybe we have rose tinted you know goggles on and, and we're mm-hmm. looking at it um with nostalgic but man it's just it's so good yeah it's so good but we got to pick a winner here i so i am going to move ahead the civil war scene here uh because it was so impactful to me um and people have taken it out of context in the wrong way that that was not a victory that was a travesty uh for for steve and bucky to do that mm-hmm. but i feel it's a very important scene it is both awesome cinematically mm-hmm. it is darker it is not over the top it was not a huge cg thing right but like the choreography in it was absolutely stellar we got to see a bunch of those like real life it was a real life comic book scene right um which i just i, I really heavily appreciated everything that went into that mm-hmm. I, I think it was one of the greatest fights i'll give it to you yeah in a movie of over-the-top awesome fights. Right. Like, they had a lot to live up to. Yep. I mean, they, this was after Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. So, where they had where we had gotten that fight scene a bunch, and we had Crossbones in there. Um, and, you know, we, I mean, we had, we had two Avengers movies. Yeah. You know? Our first semifinal bracket, it's Hulkbuster. I almost said Hulkman. Uh, Hulkbuster versus Hulk. Going up against the assault on the X Mansion. So this is tough because, like, if we're talking best cinematic fight scene, this is a quality over quantity. Yes. Um, I am going to move ahead the assault on the X Mansion, and I'm going to do it. All right. For the following reason, um, the calculation. And the organization that it took to pull off a scene like that mm-hmm. versus something that was heavily CG, mm-hmm. uh, I feel d- deserves a little bit more credit. The scene does hold up for the most part. It is certainly nowhere near as polished as uh, Hulkman Ironbuster fighting regular Man Hulk, but the um, amazing amount of people, extras, Little nods, like we said, with Colossus and, and Shadowcat and Rogue and Wolverine and everyone in that scene. And it gave everyone a little bit and focused on Wolverine, certainly a lot. Right. But the amount of material it fit into an over-the-top real action movie scene mm-hmm. uh, pulls it ahead, mostly out of respect, but also out of um, respect. Right. Yeah. Um. I will say this. I think if you if you had showed somebody, there are people who have never seen the Marvel movies. You know what I mean? Like and, and yeah. shown them some Marvel stuff. I think if you showed them this scene, people would go, that was dope. That was yeah. really cool. It was a great showcase to really show where Wolverine shines, which is berserking and barraging. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've heard that. Yeah. And it created a sense of menace and turmoil in the movie that we needed, right? Correct. That like these, like some of the kids did capture, mm-hmm. think Wolverine gets knocked out, right? At some, at one, he gets tranked so. at that point. Um, 
and here's what I'll say as well, is the scene in X-Men 2 is insanely good and insanely good to everyone. You don't need a whole lot of buildup there. It has enough little hidden things that the super fan can just absolutely come in their pants. Mm -hmm. But it plays with a general audience and is cool to everyone. Right. Hulk Man Iron Buster versus the Hulk. Right. Is fan service. Everyone wanted to see that. That's that's a huge comic nod, obviously, for a lot of reasons. That movie absolutely would have survived without it. Yeah. And that scene could have been thrown into most other movies. That could have been in Civil right. War. That could have been in Winter Soldier. That could have been in a lot of stuff. I would almost argue it doesn't even fit in the movie. It was it was only because Wanda yep. triggers the, you know, the visions for mm-hmm. everybody that that even happens. Correct. That could have never happened to begin with. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it does establish the idea that Bruce needs to go away, which sets up why Bruce leaves at the end of the movie. Yeah. Sure. I get it's a that. segue, though. You know what I mean? Right. It's his own deus ex machina where it's like, ah, Wanda can do this. This is why she's dangerous. Like, right. yeah. But it doesn't need to be there. Like Correct. that that same thing could have happened with like literally anybody else triggering Hulk to just rampage through the streets. Yeah. Right. Um. And again, like you and I had said, thought that was in Civil War originally. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like it would make a lot more sense that mm-hmm. way. And an, an incredible scene with forgettable impact. Yes. While Assault on the X-Mansion takes away literally the safety that has been built up through an entire movie. Yep. Shatters that and scatters everyone to the wind. Yep. Uh, hugely impactful. Sets the tone for the whole movie. Um, and, and is a very, 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 very big deal. Mm-hmm. And integral to the movie and the plot itself. Well, Hulk Man Iron Buster and Man Hulk is, is rad as shit. Yeah. Rad as shit. But. Didn't need it. No. Our other semifinal bracket is airport fight scene from Civil War going up against Cap and Bucky versus Iron Man. So. This is tough. This one is hard and they're both from the same movie. Yeah. And I feel like I really, so I really personally want to move ahead uh, Tony versus Bucky and Cap because mm-hmm. uh, I feel it was a significantly more impactful scene. And the other one was the fanfare to get asses and seats. So I I think very much like the last one, the, the f- airport fight scene was a fan service. We have been building and building and building that eventually everybody's going to fight. We know this fight yeah. is coming. We already had it spoiled that Spider-Man shows up here, right? Because they they teased it in the trailers and things like that. So, like, we knew this was coming. We didn't know what was going to happen within that. But choreography-wise, significance-wise, Cap and Bucky working together, like, one last, essentially, air quotes, one last time to take down the horrible threat that is Iron Man. (laughs) Right. Uh, Because he's going to take away their freedoms. He's going to take away um, their, you know, I kind of got and to kind of play off this again, uh, I kind of did get it from the sense of Tony's stance of like, so what? We just become somebody else's weapon instead of being able for us to police ourselves. But clearly that didn't work. You know what I mean? So. Right. So, like, I understood from the sense of like, why? So we have to take orders from somebody to go attack somebody we don't want to. Correct. Like, I get that. I got it from that standpoint. And just to remember, like, the whole just uh, uh, Buck and, and Cap in general being like, man, being an orphan sucks. Remember that time, Bucky, you made Tony Stark an orphan? Right. Remember when you did that to him on purpose? 
Exactly. So he was brainwashed, Tim. Oh, was he brainwashed in that scene when he then beat the shit out of the guy that he made an orphan? Because I don't think he was. Oh, I think he was no longer brainwashed. I think he was being manipulated by 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 Steve Rogers. By Steve Rogers, absolutely. Sometimes Uh, you don't need a chemical to be brainwashed. You know what I mean? That's fair. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, (laughs) I will say though, uh, to 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 piggyback off of something you said about the airport fight scene, the Spider-Man impact was huge. That was such a big deal. And I do want to give that the airport fight scene more credit because it wasn't just the reveal of Spider-Man. It was the reveal and the, the actual follow through of one of the greatest relationships and interactions that we have seen in the MCU, which is Tony Stark and Spider-Man. Right. And that, that, that lost daddy relationship yes that that was just so perfectly executed mm-hmm. um not only that we do get a little bit more bucky and cap we right. get uh some some actual real black panther goodness yep as well as the whole um you know war machine losing his legs division <laughs> Yeah, there were some real consequences to that 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 fight that were really kind of played down. I feel like that should have been a much bigger deal. So there's the a time f- that Vision took War Machine's legs away, right? I and it's interesting because I in 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 uh, Age of Ultron, they play up the fact that War Machine constantly is like getting outplayed by somebody, yeah, and even gets outplayed by Vision at the end of that movie because he's flying in. He's like, "All right, I'm about to shoot all these Ultron nerds," and then Vision just comes in and just rips them all apart. He goes, "This supposed to be my moment." Yeah. So like, I kind of do want that like arc of like War Machine versus Vision. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like being mad at Vision, and we never get that. We never get him mad at Vision. Correct for doing the things that he did because he was a Sure, he was a, a sentient robot that knew, you know, possibly could understand love, but clearly had no emotion for fear. Yeah, for bad. someone with the Mind Stone in their head, you certainly kind of overshot a little bit when you took away <laughs> War Machine's legs. It's accurate. <sighs> Who was just trying to do his fucking job? <laughs> yep, literally. Um, a hesitant. Yeah. Airport fight scene. We'll move ahead here. Her- airport fight scene. And we got, more importantly, we got Ant-Man as Giant Man. We did. Something we didn't really think we'd ever see. Correct. Super dope. Mm-hmm. Oh, we also, you know what we got in this? Spider-Man going after Falcon and Winter Soldier. Leading into a very awesome buddy cop relationship. That yes. would get its own full series later. <laughs> awesome. It was like super it. worth it. Yeah. Super fair. Super fair. Our finals. It's the assault on X-Mansion going up against the airport fight scene. It is unfortunate. It is. That the people, the power, the money, and the quality that was put into the MCU has yet to be applied to the X-Men. I agree. Um, These are on very different... Well, I would say the the quality has and it and it failed. Yeah, I would argue that they've certainly thrown money at it before. Yeah, I mean, it's if, never been to make it legitimate and good. You know what I mean? It has never made to has never been to make it real. It's been Michael Bade. 
in that more explosions, more this, more that, not let's flesh out these characters and make this meaningful and impactful. Sure. Um, That'll give you. Yes. Okay. But do you really think you, I guess you need the budget for that in the sense of like making enough movies to tell those stories Yeah. and a network that can do many, uh, you know, episodes or a mini series and things like that. Yeah, that's very true. Sony don't Sony don't listen. They got to make PlayStation fives. You know what I mean? Like they don't have right. I don't, I don't even know if they do that. <laughs> it's fair. So I haven't, I haven't actually seen one in a store. So yeah, you know, yep. If oh. anyone wants one, I got one 1200 bucks. <laughs> JK. <laughs> but uh 1300. 1300. <laughs> Shipped. Um but meet you in the parking lot, bud. Yeah, right? You know? <laughs> were, were you there that week? Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Super sketchy. Like, can everyone come outside now yeah. <laughs> while I buy this PS5 that's not even for me? <laughs> that my yeah. buddy set up. He's like, yeah, just take a knife. It's fine. Go buy my PS5 for me. It's cool. Whew. Good times. That could have been a lot more dangerous. It could have been a lot more dangerous for you, bud. But uh, airport fight scene is unfortunately, this is not really a contest. It's kind of weird because I feel like if these had lined up and been ranked differently, I really wonder if airport fight scene would have won this whole thing. Because I, I think back to that fight scene and I don't. It was really cool. It got the payoff that it wanted. Yeah. But I remember sitting here and thinking... This could be more. And I know that they were trying to lead up to more stuff, right? Yeah. Like we got we later get a second entire half of a movie where the the individual fights that occurred now are breaking off mm-hmm. and we and we get them all over again and stuff. But I just remember thinking, okay, there's Spider-Man. Awesome. That's dope. Oh, look at Giant Man. Oh, that's cool. That's dope. Well, and even the lead up to that where it's like they did kind of shoehorn a lot into that. Yeah. Like Two minutes before the fight happens, when they wheel Ant Man up in a van and just kind of throw him out of him, and say, "Oh yeah, he's a superhero too." Right. No one has any idea what he can do. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was real good. Yeah, it was really good. I think Ant Man is the slept on. Oh, he is. I think he's certainly gotten more respect since that. Yeah. But the like, just rolled up. Hey guys, what's going on? Yeah. Like, uh, it was really good. It was really good. It was. A, it was. And it wouldn't have worked with anybody else. No. You know what I mean? Have. Like yeah, Paul Rudd was. Specifically, the, yep. Paul Rudd being Ant-Man is the only reason why that worked. Yep. Um, I I adore Ant-Man movies. I have never actually, I don't think I've ever read an Ant-Man comic. Yeah, same. Or read anything with Ant-Man in it. And I feel like I would really like, I, I feel like I would like it because I love the movies. Mm-hmm. But I've been told that the comics are a little bit more serious and not as campy. Yeah. So I don't know if I would appreciate him as well. Well, and yeah, they, I mean, they certainly played it a little bit more light, but Scott Lang is a very dark ant man. He was right. a villain. He was on the Thunderbolts. He was a bad guy. Right. Um, and I, I feel they encapsulated that in, a, in an appreciable comic relief way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he had some shit. That's then he bites it. Really? Mm-hmm. Spoilers. The fuck. Might read it. It's like pre-Civil War. Like, Yeah, fair. Uh, I, to be honest, didn't even know Scott Lang was a character. Uh, so I, I only ever knew Hank Pym. So. I only knew him because I, I was him. hugely into the Young Avengers. Right. Um, and Cassie Lang, who becomes Stature, uh, Ant-Man's, uh, that Ant-Man's daughter, um, is a very big part of that. Oh, uh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. 
You know what else is interesting? The other amazing shows here at the Professional Casual Network. Like, Tim, what do we got going on? Lost Omens Monday, Pathfinder 2, second or Pathfinder 2nd Edition, playing through a circus thing. It's kind of like D&D, but different. Monday night, your Monday night crisis fight, it's hella tight, all right, take flight. It's Oh Yeah, the Power Phase on twitch.tv slash professional casual network, 7 p.m. See a bunch of us there, except for Chuck. He's not there anymore. I'm not there anymore. Um, I'm dead. Tuesdays is Wait, Did I Roll a Wild, the podcast version, out on all the podcast stuff. Marvel Crisis Protocol, except it's a podcast. Some might even call it a plavog. Wednesdays, sometimes, is uh, Settling the Southlands. It's a Wafurp 4th edition. That's Warhammer, kind of like D&D, but also very different. Dan made it, wrote it himself. He built it in a cave. And... (laughs) (laughs) Dan Cole (laughs) built Settling the Southlands in a cave! Um, and it's on Wednesdays on the Patreon uh, every other week at the $10 tier or above once a month on the YouTube for free. Okay. Thursdays, Grim Podcast, Perilous Adventure, uh, Warhammer 4th Edition also. A great game, great show, great people. Um, couldn't be happier with that. Friday, you're listening to it right now. It's Elite Eight Showdown, the flagship show mm-hmm. of the Professional Casual Network. And so important... Actually, it's such a flagship that I completely forgot to mention. Wait, did I roll a wild recording live YouTube Thursday nights, 7 p.m. That's it. That's it. That's the show. That's all of it. Of course, check out our friends and hopefully yours soon. Like there's there's some other people that like sometimes talk to us. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes there's people that don't. Mm hmm. Uh, hold up. Yeah. Shout out to Craiger. He sends me direct messages. That literally on, just turned my stomach. Yeah. Okay. He sends me direct messages on TikTok uh-huh. of TikToks. Sure. He's the only person that does that. And uh-huh. I don't know why it gets me excited. I get We get so few notifications on, on TikTok. And when I see you've received a direct message and I go in there and it's Craiger and he sent me a funny TikTok. Uh-huh. I never respond to it. And that is very wrong of me. Uh, yeah, I never responded to Craiger. Craiger, I am so sorry that I haven't responded, but it's always while I'm driving and shouldn't be watching a TikTok anyway. Uh, and I feel like me looking away from the road for 60 seconds watching something that you've sent me is enough. And I don't want to risk also messaging you back. Um, but thank you. Thank you, Craiger. You're a good pal. You done? Yep. Okay. So check out Wreck My Podcast, I guess. That's where Craig is. That's not what I said, but. (laughs) (laughs) They've been uh, going over Twilight. And then they they just dropped a Shrek episode. Oh, I'll I'll probably check that out. I like Shrek. I don't know what's going on with my stomach. Yeah, we need to finish (laughs) this before your guts explode. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck's going on in there. God, it's like a Tinder date. Um, About to rearrange my own guts, you know what I mean? Uh, check out the Carton cast, of course, as well. Real quick, before we wrap up. Mm-hmm. Have you enjoyed What If? Yes. Heavily. Heavily? I find it's, it's not my favorite one of the Disney Plus shows that so have come out. I've, I have enjoyed it, too. It moved, for a guy who likes fast-moving stories, who doesn't like lingering, like, long stuff, mm-hmm. moving too fast. They yeah. move way too fast. It's just like the first half an hour is always like super well paced. And then the yeah. last 15 minutes is like, here's the rest. Also, we didn't actually end it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Exactly. I don't know how I I love the Killmonger episode. 
Stupid good. So cleverly put together. So satisfying. Yep. Like so super satisfying. Yep. Uh, the zombie one, I know a bunch of people were fucking jacking their dicks off off of, but um, I don't think uh, that that. I am people. <laughs> yeah, so super fair. Yeah. Uh, that one, the the Star Lord one. Yep. And there's another one I really liked. I actually liked the murder mystery one. So I liked it. It just moved way too fast. Oh, the Doctor Strange one. Holy shit. Doctor Strange one was very good. Consequences. I appreciated it. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um, the first one was really good, too. Yeah. Uh, the the Peggy Carter, I think, was really cool. Uh, and the and we got Hydra Stomper out of it. So Yeah, we did. Yeah, I appreciated that, too. I do really like uh, String Bean, uh, Steve Rogers, walking yeah. around in a big old iron lung that kicks Nazis. Like, <laughs> pretty so, rad. So dope. Um, I, I really like... Also, Peggy Carter kicking motorcycles through the air, like, at other motorcycles. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was, it was really cool. And it kind of played into, like, some possibilities that we might see in other... Yeah. Poss- you know, and other things getting cosmic monsters and things like that. Um, Shang-Chi. I dug it. You, you you liked it? Yeah. So it was very much a movie made for me. Yeah. Nonstop action kung fu fight scenes, which mm-hmm. I absolutely love. Aquafina. Fuck you. <laughs> Why? Why? I really like her. No, you don't. No. You I- like her because you are uh, you. You like her because she's terrible. You like her because she's not good at comedy. Fuck you. you yes, that's absolutely true. No, but like, no. you can't say that. I can say that. You like her because she's not good at the job that she does, but she's successful at it. You have only ever wanted that in your life. Yeah. Exactly. That's why. Yeah, yeah that's literally. I that. get it. You relate to her on a personal molecular level. Yeah. I understand that. My point is. I am sick and tired of half-ass love stories written in for no goddamn reason. I didn't feel that that was a written-in love story. But it is! It's not, they, The ending... Never they, quantified as a couple. It was... They literally are talking to the other couple about their couple thing, date that they just went on. I think it normalizes best friends that are platonic being able to go out with their friends that are not platonic. But they weren't! They never they kissed! Weren't, they look at each other and it's like... Hey. Because they're friends they that have were, been through a they lot. They were like loving each other when the like uh, the at the funeral. Listen, listen. If we, if you and I, ever get into a situation where Your my mom? life is requiring you to be able to shoot a bow and arrow at a big old dragon, and then our friend dies, I will be a shoulder for you to cry on, and I hope that we can have that relationship. But then, as we all know, if I am a sh- if you are a shoulder to cry on, then you are a dick to ride on. Timeless truth that we have proven here time and time again on the show. That's true. Timeless. A relationship that's platonic should not be treated as if it's bubonic, is all I'm trying to say. Don't put them in a cage. Aquafina cannot be caged because it's water. And it will fall through the holes in the cage. Aquafina. Is what I'm trying to say. Aquafina. Yeah, she's Aquafina. I love it. I love everything about it. It's so bad. She's in a place that she doesn't deserve to be nor belong, but is getting paid money. That's all I've ever wanted. With that being said, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cast and squirrels. I have been your host. I'm a big joke, ma'am. For Tim, bullshit he would never win. France. We say goodbye, stay safe, and remember to leave the blood on the bracket because this has been Elite Eight Showdown.
forgot he's here. Yeah, dude, we laid you off. You're not getting paid. Yeah, for this. we've been over this. You're okay with it? You just oh, kind of want to be here? Go fuck yourself! Oh, uh, all right. Uh, that tracks. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, cats and squirrels, it's your boy and host of Elite Eight Showdown, Big Chuck. Do you have a business? online store, Facebook, Instagram, OnlyFans, or anything else that you would want to advertise on Elite Eight Showdown? Well, we want you to sponsor the brackets. Right now, we are offering you the opportunity to advertise your business, product, or anything else. Maybe you're a cosplayer, performer, artist, musician looking to reach new fans. Maybe you're a gamer or content creator who wants to get their Twitch, Facebook gaming, YouTube, or podcast advertised. Right now in this introductory offer, you can sponsor one bracket over four shows for just $10. That's right, just $10 and you'll get a month worth of advertising. Nobody is offering a deal like this. Email us for review and approval at theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com in the subject line. Elite 8 Showdown Bracket Application. Give us just a brief description of what you'd like to advertise, as well as any links for approval. All applications will be considered and reviewed before approval. Elite 8 Showdown has hundreds of downloads every show all over the world, and we are growing and gaining more every week. This is a limited time offer, so don't wait. Theprofessionalcasual at gmail.com. Subject line, Elite 8 Showdown, bracket ad application.